Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella, and I'm joined for the very first time in the podcast by someone who I can, I think, legally consider my actual oldest friend, Vinny Monea. Welcome to Split Six Studios. Well, hi, Nick. Glad to be here. So uh, I'm really happy to be on what I think will be the first ever lost episode of the split six podcast what does that mean (laughs) so i think when you're reviewing the this the audio file after this episode's done you're just gonna realize dang this was so awful and cringeworthy to listen to they're just gonna tell me yeah vince i uh deleted the files uh sorry i'm gonna get someone else to do this week's episode that that did actually happen once (laughs) really it it was not because i deleted the files on purpose it was because it was the first time Allie was on the podcast we lost power and right at the end so we lost everything it was very sad because it was a great episode but well okay so second lost episode of the split (laughs) six then uh well actually the third because i've never released the first one because that one was cringeworthy bad (laughs) wow so i can't even take that you got no credits this one is getting released vince but uh (laughs) other than being self-deprecating how are you doing so uh, i'm a little tired Uh, i just got back from work at larry's foodland uh really cool little independent grocery store yeah, um, I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, uh, I have to say, having recently uh, worked at Kroger and then going back to Foodland, like, Foodland is 50 million times better <laughs> than Kroger in every conceivable way. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. It's like the only thing uh, kind of strange, I don't know why this is, I feel like the last of the last three odd weeks at Foodland, we've had this uh, noticeable like spike of garbage old men, <laughs> like just rotten old men come to the like, store. Like creepers? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely some creepers. Yeah, like there's this guy who just like on his way out of the, the store just casually like goosed one of the female cashiers. Oh. Um, and by goosed, he means grabbed her butt. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Like, uh, I had one guy uh, tell me that I had an evil-sounding voice. Mm. Um, uh, I had one guy... Well, to be uh, fair, Vince, you do have an evil-sounding voice, and women are objects. (laughs) They are. They are. (laughs) It's like, I'm I'm happy we finally have a president who can (laughs) explain to women that their place is in the kitchen. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, before uh, we get more into these stories, let's track open these beers before this drops. Oh yeah. So Vince, forgot about that. What are we drinking tonight? <laughs> so uh, this is something I've uh, never drunk in. I've never even heard of before. It's called Four Hundred Divine Rabbits Ale. It's uh, from Green Brush Brewing. <laughs> Green Bush Brewing Co. <laughs> I swear I haven't been drinking yet. Um, I wish green, I could say the same. Green. Bush Brewing Co. And it is brewed with agave nectar, yep. which for those of you not in the know, is a more healthful sugar alternative. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's also a pale wheat ale is what one of my apps told me. So let's crack these open and cheers and taste them. Okay. Cheers, brother. Prost. Interesting. 
It's a, it's like a happy wheat ale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at describing how beers taste. And thanks for not using a coaster. Appreciate oh, sorry. <laughs> you were just gloating over the split six coasters. Yeah, it was. And then I just go and forget they exist. Uh, um, what do you think? Hmm. That's good. I, I, maybe it's because I have agave nectar on the mind, but that does that is like sweet. That's pleasant, subtle sweetness to that. Tastes like rabbit to me. <laughs> I've never had <laughs> rabbit, so I can't say. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, it's almost like. Um, like maybe this is like same here i'm not the best at describing beers but like maybe like you could describe it as like a two-hearted but a little <laughs> less a little less bitter and a little sweeter beer number one sport the reason I cackled at that is because I'm known for on this podcast literally comparing every beer to a two-hearted ale. <laughs> for the first like for the first every time we had an IPA when me and Brian used to do it together, I would compare everything to two hearted and he's like one time just like, Let me guess, tastes like a two hearted, huh? <laughs> I guess I have been saying that a lot. That's hilarious. Shout out to Two Hearted. I have promised that they are going to be the one hundredth episode beer because Cool. It's one of my favorite beers. Um, but Vince, on to the topic you are most excited about in sports. <laughs> we have on in the background here at the studios the conference finals for basketball, and we are switching between hockey, too, because we've got Game 7 for the Capitals against the Lightning. Go Lightning. But you guys will know that by the time this comes out. we got Cleveland against Boston over here. Series tied up at 2-2. But before we do that... We have to get into the big news of the day. The NFL has changed its policy regarding standing on the national anthem. They now say that players are required to stand if they come out on the field, but they may stay in the locker rooms if they don't want to stand, which is inherently stupid. Um, it's it's just suppressing people's uh, you know voices. And leagues like the NBA already do require their players to stand, but that's a different thing because that rule is in place before the protests started happening. So it wasn't in a response to silence uh, those who are speaking out for just causes. Yeah, so uh, um, as uh, Nino can tell you, I am a a flag-burning terrorist sympathizer. (laughs) And so uh, I, I am not in favor of this ruling. Like, I don't think it's... uh, I think it is I I would consider it a violation of the player's right to free speech to uh make them like stand inside where no one can see them if they don't want to stand up or yeah. respect the national anthem. Um because I I mean I really don't think there's anything wrong with uh refusing to venerate the anthem for a country that does nothing but screw you over. Right, yeah, because, you know, we, we've gone over on the podcast this topic over and over again. But the NFL should probably start making a policy where the concessions people have to stand and stare at the flag during the anthem. They can't sell drinks or food because that's disrespecting the flag. Mm-hmm. Those camera operators better be focused purely on the flag and mm-hmm. not on anybody standing or not standing. Mm-hmm. No, 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 Nick. The uh, the the concessions sellers they are actually toasting the flag. They're encouraging 
celebrations in favor <laughs> of the flag is what they're doing. Yeah. But uh but no, I I think that's a really like uh um weak response to uh the uh the protests, you know, or to, mm. you know, because the uh I can't even remember the the name of the the fellow who started Colin Kaepernick. Thank you. Colin Kaepernick. Um but you know, I I think I do. I really do think that um that's that was very brave of him to uh uh try and call attention to how if you are an African American male, the mm-hmm. deck is stacked against you. There is right. an uh an uh, built in prejudice against mm-hmm. you is systematic even I think would right. be an I mean, appropriate you can, word. You, you can even broaden it broaden it too if you are not a white male. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm not saying it's like equal, but like that is the highest uh you can be born. You know? <laughs> so yeah, so well the I think it's a I can't remember where I read this. I swear it wasn't in like the YouTube comment section. Um, I don't remember where it was though. Um, that uh, that actually like black, you know, like African American men, uh, they are the ones who have the deck most stacked oh, against yeah. them. So definitely, yeah. If you're like. Well, you know, if you're a woman, you're gonna have some like uh, prejudice against you, mm-hmm. and then if you, you random old men will goose you because, like we said earlier, you are an object. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, my property. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you uh, just immediately high five the old man? After? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it like, is. I mean, uh, like it, you can just see in the studies, like. Forty percent of all police killings or uh, or police shootings are against black men when they account for only six percent of the population. So the math just doesn't add up. You know, we have an implicit bias against them. That's like, I mean, I admit that. Like, I, I think everyone does. And I think it's just born into our culture, and mm-hmm. it's something we need to fight to change. Like, you have to mm-hmm. fight against it. Yeah. No, it's 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 not right because it's it's just it's so capricious. It's just saying, hey, you were born with dark skin therefore we're going to treat you differently you know like you're some kind of you know uh barbaric you know like you know monster right i mean or stupid or you know or like some people even think that black men are like somehow they're like genetically like physically (laughs) stronger and faster than white men and so we need to be afraid of them (laughs) right which Uh, is ridiculous yeah and uh gosh like it it, it's crazy that people think that but yeah like like, have you seen uh you familiar with who childish gambino is i'm not donald glover he's lando calrissian oh no i didn't know that um he well he's going to be in solo that comes out i think oh, yeah. tomorrow um but uh his video this is america yeah. like it's like out of like all these hitting meetings and a lot of it's about you know black culture and whatnot and how mm-hmm. we like kind of worship black culture but then shit on black people mm-hmm. um, oh, i didn't and i had not heard about this but the end like the like course like the video is like you know black man get your money or something like mm-hmm. and like so that's what happens but at the end of the video it's got Childish Gambino running away from the cops, and it's like, I think 
I think saying like they're gonna come for you either way. Mm-hmm. And something to prove to this, like Sterling Brown, who is a Milwaukee's Bucks NBA player, mm-hmm. he just got arrested and tased, and like mm-hmm. even though he wasn't resisting for parking in a handicapped spot. Wow. So you know, it's like it doesn't matter how rich and famous you are if you're a black person, they're mm-hmm. gonna come for you eventually if you get caught slipping. Yeah. Um. It's uh, I mean, okay, yes, obviously he shouldn't have been parking in a handicapped spot, but yeah, it's like I guarantee you, if it was, if it was like a white man, especially if it was like a well dressed white man, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they they wouldn't tase him, right? And you know, they probably you, probably wouldn't even arrest him. <laughs> you know, anyone like is like you shouldn't if mouth off to him. cops, yeah, yeah, but. Also, you shouldn't be killed for mouthing off to cops. You know? Yeah. Like, well, and in the, some cases, you know, it's like these people are killed even when they're not mouthing right. off. Yeah, they're no. just minding their own business mm-hmm. and they get killed. It's like, um, like when, black, when a black that, person uh, gets pulled over, mm-hmm. their life is inherently at risk. <laughs> well, well, it's like, I, I really think, um, we need to change the way uh, police are trained in this country because mm-hmm. uh, they're, uh, um, you know, they're they're trained to be like I'm trying to think of the right word. It almost to me seems like a like a like they're trained like they're military members. Like they yeah. like these people that you're policing. They're not your fellow citizens they are their enemy soldiers and they need to be their threats that need to be taken down right and that like for example uh um you know they're trained to uh when they uh begin firing at someone to continue firing until their uh magazine is empty you know uh just to like empty the uh, empty the magazine that. uh you know before they stop firing the idea being that Excuse me. That way, um, they can take down whatever it is that is threatening them and make it less likely that they themselves are harmed. And obviously, I don't want the police to yeah, be no harmed, but uh, well, I'm sure there are some stupid people on Tumblr that do. But that's aside from no the one, point. No one that's reasonable does. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Uh. But, you know, like, for example, like, I think that's that's really, really bad. Like, I think that really needs to like stuff like that, like that really needs to change, you know, um, be like because like, I mean, it's like it all like it almost it almost it really feels to me like they are trained to act like an occupying army. Right. Whereas like, you know, um, oh, man, there was this one time. um, So like, uh. I was, I was, I was friend who, uh, um, he, uh, got a criminal justice degree at U of M Dearborn mm-hmm. and, uh, um, he was a member of the criminal justice club there. And, uh, one time he, uh, invited me to, uh, come on a tour of, uh, Dearborn. I think it was the Dearborn police department, probably, um, it doesn't really matter um what what police department it was but so the criminal justice club at um dearborn like they'd organized you know hey you get to come get a tour of this police department building and uh um so i was like oh yeah hey thanks for inviting me i'll come along and uh (laughs) amusingly (laughs) we me and my friend were the only two people that showed up 
So oh, the really? whole Criminal Justice Club, we were the only two people who actually showed up for the <laughs> tour, which is really surprising. Um, but so like, uh, you know, we're there and the the cop, you know, comes out to like give us the tour. And, you know, it was fun. Um, but like the the officer, like I feel like he had such a bad mindset about how to like engage people like um like he was talking about how you know they're armed with like a a handgun and a taser and he was talking about how like you know you get those new cops and you know they 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 instinctively you know they reach for their taser first and you know you gotta gotta like you get that stuff from the academy and you gotta like get them to unlearn that you got to reach for your gun first you got to reach for your firearm first you know because you know if you pull out the taser you know like uh, you have to be closer to use the taser i mean you know someone could rush you and then you know then you're on the ground and you know then what so you know you got to go for the gun first and you know you get these these new cops and and mind you this wasn't all in one tangent yeah it was yeah. like over the course of the whole tour um you know, it's like, and then, you know, it's like they, uh, you know, it's like they, they they're trying to like, you know, some, I've seen people, you know, trying to aim for the legs or something. You know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta aim to kill, you know, cause if you don't aim to kill, then, you know, you're putting yourself and maybe your partners at lives at risk. And, you know, yeah. And like you see these new cops and, you know, they, it's like, they, it's like, they gotta pay attention better. Like, you know, when you, when you were driving down the street, you gotta be looking to see, like, see those two guys there. You know, you gotta keep an eye on those two guys. Cause maybe you're going to get a call like five minutes now and say two guys in, in like hoodies, uh, you know, they just robbed someone, you know, and they all get with those two guys. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta always be paying attention to who's, who's around you and what they look like. And, um, and, he, and then, uh, my friend asked him, like, when was the last time he actually had to, or someone actually got shot, you know, that he knew. And he, he said that the last time he actually knew someone who, a f- officer who had to use his firearm, he said that, like, yeah, so there's this, this standoff at this, uh, you know, at this house, and this guy, uh, he just, he just came out, and he just rushed, just rushed him, and, you know, the, the, the officer, he, uh, pulled out his, pulled out his gun, and, you know, he shot him, you know, shot him in the leg, I mean, he meant to, like, shoot him in the chest, but, you know, he must have, like, you know, been startled and fired his gun before he could aim properly, uh-huh. and, and, uh, the, the guy was like, you know, you shot me, you shot me, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know that guy. He had to do a lot of paperwork, and and it was it was just it was it was very like, um, just these is these very like strange like uh tangents about how you know like you you need to like you know you need to aim to kill you need to be trying to kill yeah like uh because if you don't you're putting yourself at danger you're putting your squad mates in danger and uh um you know i mean it's funny i I can understand Mm -hmm. kind of where he's coming from Mm -hmm. like you know being him especially being around that all the time but Mm -hmm. the problem is like when you are (laughs) just it'd be tying it back to what Colin Kaepernick started and what mm-hmm. we we're talking about now yeah. because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like if he wants to take that attitude, you know, I'm not saying it's fine. I'm saying like, okay, but take it for everybody and don't only take it for black people. It's, it's actually really funny that you say that. Um, Cause at the, after the tour was over, um, you know, he asked us, you know, so uh, where are you boys off to next? And we're like, uh, 
uh, I think we're going to Slingers, I think, or Millers, or whatever. It was some Slingers. Bur- that's sling- I, I can't remember the name of the place. No, Slingers is a place. Yeah, uh, I think it was Millers. It was like a, it's a burger bar. Okay. I haven't been there in ages, but it was so. Let's just say it was Miller's. Okay. Um, not an important detail. So, um, <laughs> so no, we must know what bar it was, or everyone's going to be confused. <laughs> um, and uh, um, so so I say, oh yeah, so we think we're gonna go down to Miller's and you know grab some burgers, you know, have dinner there, and the I swear this is exactly what he said. Like he's like Miller's, like. You you guys know there's black people there, right? <laughs> and and there was like thirty seconds of just awkward silence, and then he's just like, "You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's but I have like I have people like. But as I say, really, real quick, I, that was uh, um, I think very revealing of his point of view. Right. But uh, um, but I mean, like, you know, when you're like panicked you know because it's it's like it's very easy to become like uh panicked when you're in that kind of a situation where you feel like there's a violent criminal around right um and i feel like it's it's just a really bad mindset to train people to be in to be like okay like i'm i'm uh like i'm afraid like i'm like i'm freaking out like you know just like bang 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 use all the bullets right now like you know destroy the target like yeah i feel like that's just it's just a really bad mindset and it's i really don't think it's necessary because very seldomly will like a police officer encounter a civilian who is more well armed and armored than they are yeah especially yeah. with and even more rare like with their intent to kill them you mm-hmm. know like i mean i feel like i, mean, I and i i could be wrong but i i don't think uh, most people that are committing crimes are trying to like get cops and trying to kill them yeah, i understand desperation and them trying to do that but mm-hmm. i think the signals and the signs would be more obvious well it's like uh and you know yeah and the and it's like that that train that attitude like uh it you know it just it i feel like it it just asking for mistakes to be made like uh did you hear like i think this was back in 2011 i think um that uh um some of uh you know the that guy daniel tosh from tosh point yeah. some of his friends were uh killed by police officers because uh they were um uh they were in this apartment and uh someone at this party they were at or one of their friends turned i I, like i don't know why i didn't bother to follow up Mm -hmm. on the story but one of their friends or someone was there he just he turned violent or something something went wrong and he started this guy started attacking people who were at the party and uh um someone called the police and these two police officers showed up and they're in the hallway and the apartment door opens and two people run out and the cops like just unload their weapons into these two people running out of the apartment building. And I can I, I can see why that would be like a panic inducing like right. like I can see why like that'd be that'd be scary. But then they go past these two guys they just shot, and they're inside the apartment building. There's the the murderer, like in the midst of stabbing someone on the floor. Like those are two innocent people. Were they black? Who, uh, I actually don't know what 
skin color they had but like my my point is is that they were innocent people they were trying to run away from the actual murderer from the actual crime Mm -hmm. and these cops just panicked and were like shoot fire 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 kill 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 like it's just right you did that you just can't we need to stop training people to operate under that mindset it's like yes i get it it's a dangerous job and you're in a scary situation but you can't you can't you go can't into that with that attitude without like you can't go into that that like fearful threat. panicked attitude like you yeah. just you need to you need to train them how to de-escalate the situation and yes like I, I know that a lot of police officers say that you know that's really hard because they're underpaid and poorly supported and uh, overworked and you know when you're frustrated and tired and overworked that makes it much harder to think rationally about these kinds of like difficult decisions um and you know i'd be totally for like you know better pay and more reasonable hours and uh better better like you know like uh counseling you know emotional support for police officers like i totally like i i think that'd be a really really good thing but like you just you just we need to we need 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 to get away from this notion that there's this mindset that you know you your default reaction to something scary is to open fire for your weapon yeah and like i've always said on this podcast before like i think one of the keys to like a much more better or much better world would be pay like double the pay of our police officers and double the pay of our teachers mm-hmm. i think that would go a long way because if you have some if you have a police officer a job like making top in the community you're going to get much better people going to do that and you're going to get people who are going to take the job much more serious. Not that not police officers don't, but mm-hmm. it's a hard job. It's prone to alcoholism. It's stressful, and you're not compensated fairly for what you add to society if you're doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it incorrectly, yeah, you don't deserve to get paid like that. You know, yeah. Like I mean, you can just find you can find countless videos online of mm-hmm. senseless killing by the police officers. But yeah. This concludes the sports segment. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It doesn't. We haven't <laughs> talked about sports. But time to get back. That is what uh, the protests for the national anthem protests, yeah. which, first of all, all they are doing mm-hmm. is kneeling down. And the moment something you, you get concerned about something that somebody else is doing that has literally no effect on you, I think you got to look to yourself for <laughs> for like some own issues you have. If some like. That that it's that in itself feels like racism towards black people. Mm-hmm. If you're getting mad at them for doing something that is not affecting you at all, so I'd say it's more like on the part of the NFL. I'd say it's more cowardly than racist because yeah. it. I I imagine it's them or given or not just imagine given the way they they've dealt with past scandals it's like i think their their mindset is holy crud like just sweep this under the rug make people forget about it make it go away Mm -hmm. people forget about it look at those cheerleaders right yeah i mean that the nfl just isn't terrible at handling any situation and they're worried about their money even though they make 14 billion dollars a year Mm -hmm. it's insane but yeah so that that happened we'll see how it goes the jets owner came out and said he doesn't care if this player's uh standard kneel and any fines that are occurred for them doing that he will pay yeah which is good yeah 49ers owner said that during the vote for it he remained indifferent and didn't 
not indifferent, but he abstained from voting. Um, but then at the same time, Roger Goodell came out and said that they had a complete alignment with all the teams in this. And when, you know, obviously they didn't. Um, it's like, it's like that episode, like the, uh, Redskins episode of South Park, the, uh, secret cabal of NFL, uh, uh franchise owners, you know, like, oh no, the, the Goodell bot is malfunctioning again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to the NFL's, you know, it's insanely problematic. And it's also the best sport in the country, too. Yeah, it's like it is. Football is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, because I mean, it, I really, I really, I do. I think it's a very weak response on their part. And you know, it's like because I mean, I mean, really, like I, I really, well, not only do I think this that that is unconstitutional, like saying that they can't be out there doing that form of protest, because if it's if it's protected free speech to burn the flag, I don't see why it wouldn't yeah. be protected free speech to kneel during the national. I guess anthem. the argument for that is what job that you could have. Are you allowed to actively protest while you're on the clock? Um, I mean, well, what job, what jobs aside from, you know, like in the military involves listening to the national anthem regularly. Exactly. That's another point too. Like the, this national anthem thing isn't, uh, like an old an tradition, like it came to the league relatively recently. Mm-hmm. And the players didn't even used to be on the field for it until after two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole problem is, you know, the, the only thing that the thing that makes you so mad about it is that mm-hmm. people get so mad about people peacefully. I mean, you couldn't even call it protesting. Marshawn Lynch has just been sitting for the national anthem for his entire career and no mm. one said anything mm. the only reason colin kaepernick got brought up is because he was kneeling and after he did it a few times somebody asked him why he was and he explained why and created this thing that is done great for the conversation of everything mm-hmm. and you know you can say it's disrespecting our forefathers or whatnot or disrespecting the flag or dif- disrespecting our military mm-hmm. uh that is not his intention. He has made that clear. Mm-hmm. He's pointing out something and making you feel uncomfortable because you don't want a black person doing something not in line well, with everything it's, else. It's it's forcing them to confront a flaw with their own country. You know, it's forcing them to get you know get their heads out of the clouds mm-hmm. and realize that. You know, perhaps the, you know, that the uh, America that maybe they grew up with, um, you know, was a lot better to them than the America of today is to a lot of younger people. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, this this flaw needs to be confronted, needs to be addressed and fixed or it's just going to get worse. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people would rather even better, better analogy and keeping their head in the clouds, keeping their head in the sand. I think these people, a lot of people would rather keep their head in the sand. Yeah. And, you know, for people who do get super mad about hearing that someone else doesn't respect the national anthem and, you know, they get super mad at that. Well, I would say, well, you know, you have to remember Free speech is a, uh, you know, it's a cornerstone of the American you know, system, like culture, not just the government, even just the America, you know, and part of 
living in a country of free speech is having there be people who are speaking freely, expressing things that you disagree with. And so, I mean, I have to, I think you need to ask if this makes you super, super, super mad, you need to ask yourself, do you, do you really appreciate the United States? Do you right. really appreciate living yeah, are in this you not, system? Are you not doing anything that's going to infringe on anybody else's like rights? You want, like, are you are you not doing anything offensive towards something else? Like, you know, okay, you if you want to hold the military in this higher higher regard, I get that. But are you not doing anything that infringes on the military? Like voting for people who don't give a shit about uh, veterans, or you know, I don't know. There's just so many different things people do. Mm-hmm. The people disrespect the flag all the time. We put it on fucking cups that we throw away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, it's <laughs> it's such a silly argument, and it's only an argument because a black person is doing it. If mm-hmm. a white person started doing this for a white cause, I guarantee you, and I I can't I can't guarantee because it will never. It's, it's like a what if question that will never be answered. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there would be an uproar like this. You know, it's the same. Like we ha- we see people marching in the streets for for women, for um, for teachers and whatnot, and people don't get upset about it. But when Black Lives Matter does their marches, people get upset about it and start things like All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, which that's the point. All those lives do matter already, but Black Lives in this country do Are not matter. Yeah, they're, as they're much valued as white less. Lives. They are. They're valued less than those lives Mm -hmm. and you know i i I really think it's a very insecure reaction to black lives matter because you know it's like the the whole point of saying black lives matter it's not to say that oh um our lives are more important than (laughs) yours uh excuse me it's to say that hey we feel like our people are being killed uh, or and mistreated it, like we don't matter. And hey, we matter just as much as you. Not more than you, as much yeah, as you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, so <laughs> this kind of sounds like a political segment of the podcast. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. <laughs> I'm not so, great about talking about sports. It's okay. It worked out well. Um, But bef- we're, we're about to move on. But before we do, we got Washington versus Tampa Bay over here. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. Washington's up 2-0 right now. Um. But this game has been chippy. This series has been pretty epic, being that it's a Game 7. There's nothing better than Hockey Game 7. Uh, Cleveland versus Boston. series is still in doubt. Who knows? Uh, I think Cleveland, like I told you all year, I think Cleveland's going to pull it out, even if they lose this game. Golden State Rockets, um, series tied 2-2. Rockets keep coming back, even though everyone's writing them off. But Golden State has four of the best players in the league. Vegas Golden Knights advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. For the Beer number ever. two, entertainment. And also the Vegas Golden Knights, it's their first year ever because they're an expansion team and they made it to the finals. Yeah, good for them. I did hear about that. That's really cool that they got a new, like an actual new, uh, you know, a national hockey team. That's yeah, really cool. it's pretty insane that it's... And that it's doing so good for its first year. And they have like no superstars. It's just they don't have... Because they get to, they what happens in an expansion team you get to draft like one player from every team but they each team gets to protect ten players mm-hmm. so they have no really good players but they have no really bad players. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, Vince. Yes. Oh yeah, second beer. Second beer. Let's crack these open and let's talk about a superhero movie. 
Ooh. If you can call it that. Well, you definitely can because it was. Yeah, it was. It really was. <laughs> Deadpool 2 Woo! came out and somehow beat uh, Infinity War's opening box office it, Like numbers. That's so cool. Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War had the set a new record for most profitable or not as like, highest grossing yeah. uh, opening, opening weekend week. ever. And then Deadpool 2 comes out and is like, nope, we got that title now, which is so cool. Like, and then, like, because like, I love Deadpool 2. I'm so happy that it was successful. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy I can't even make sentences. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Well put. So, you loved it, huh? Yes. What did you think? Um, I liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, there were some things that I I didn't really dig, but uh-huh. overall, uh, I like Deadpool. I like <laughs> I like how honest they are and whatnot. I mean, we'll 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 get into it more later. I just want to warn everybody: we're gonna spoil the shit out of this. Yeah, I'm sorry. So uh, you can skip ahead to the politics section, or I mean, we got other things to talk about. Should we talk about other things first? Let's talk about some other things first. Yeah. Thanos is Deadpool's real father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not a real spoiler. <laughs> um, all right. So before we die, take a deep dive into yeah. Deadpool, Vince, yeah. so you had some other things you wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. So I was going to uh, do some other things first before Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, ooh, so uh, I heard... Um, uh, according to IGN, uh, George R. R. Martin has confirmed that The Winds of Winter will not be out in 2018. Um, Shocker, everybody! Yeah. What a surprise! <laughs> and uh, more interesting than that is George R. R. Martin uh, is actually apparently at work on an animated movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, he's working with uh, Warner Brothers Animation to make an animated movie about his book, The Ice Dragon. Well, you know, there you have it, guys. We are never, ever getting a conclusion for the book version of Game of Thrones <laughs> or Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> uh, it's, I think what Vince is saying just confirmed that. So it's like it's really cool because uh, um, I believe the 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 ice dragon is it's referenced in Game of Thrones as a, a constellation. Well, have you wait? You've seen? Have you seen all of Game of Thrones? Yeah, I yes. Even the newest season? Uh, yeah. So so can we spoil Game of Thrones yeah, stuff? Yeah. Okay. Cool. We've been, we've been spoiling that for decades. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Decades this this, this, this entertainment section is just so full of spoilers. But so <laughs> our, so um you're talking about the the zombie dragon, right? Is yeah, what you're, so so the the ice dragon, the novel, the ice dragon. It's uh apparent. So I've never read it. Um, I just know just read the IGN article about it, but apparently uh-huh. it's so it's actually a children's story. It's oh. a it's a children's story from George R. R. Martin. Wow! And uh, it's apparently about uh, there's some like mean dudes and they they want some fire dragons and this ice dragon. It's so not cool. It's freaking ice dragon. I want a fire dragon. <laughs> and this little girl is like, oh, ice dragon. I think you're cool. And then they, they go on adventures. Oh wow! Sounds like uh, pretty terrible. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I'm hyped. I'm pretty peeved at George R. R. Martin for me never getting another Game of Thrones book <laughs> because I read through that series. I had. I spent the year 2013 reading all of the books, and then I spent the years of 2014 through 2016 googling Winds of Winter. When is it coming out? Every single day. Mm-hmm. So much wasted time, and I'm never gonna get an answer. <laughs> now the show's spoiled it, 
and now he's not going to finish it this year. And he still has another book coming out after it that he hasn't even started yet. Which <laughs> We're going to be 40 before be it 40 comes out. When this ends. And they're already going to be on their fourth uh, Game of Thrones spinoff series. <laughs> it's it's like uh, I, I like to imagine that uh, when he has the final book finished, he's going to hold a press conference and he's going he's gonna, to like hold up the, the, the script like is on pieces of paper. And yeah. he's like, all right. So I have the I have the final Game of Thrones book right here. I don't know what it's called yet, but it's done. It's called The Dream of Spring. Shush. I don't know what it's <laughs> called yet, but it's done. And this is the only copy in existence of this story. But I will mail it to my publisher after this press conference is over so they can begin. The, uh, uh, and then he's going to have a heart attack. And as he falls over and dies, the the paper like falls forward into a fireplace and burns and that's that's how that's gonna happen yeah the, the paper falls forward and someone's about to grab it but then thanos turns it into ash yes <laughs> <laughs> i smell a crossover yeah. you know i've always been uh hoping one day for a series like a acclaimed series to like do a crossover episode with another series randomly out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Like just they both series just like, fuck it. Let's do something really dumb. Yeah. Like if game of Thrones, I, I, there, I had a legitimate theory at one point. You, you've watched true detective. No. Okay. But go ahead. Say your well, thing. The anyway. first season of true detective, yeah. they're like searching for this mysterious bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, like part of the thing is like, we're, I'm in Carcosa is what he like said or like there was a place mm -hmm. and if you look on the game of thrones map on essos in the far uh east version of essos there's a city called carcosa oh. and i want it at the end of that season one of that for them to go to this place <laughs> where they were finding this guy and then end up in westeros <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> you know and it would correlate well for the dream i had about game of thrones where uh-huh uh, they invented gunpowder and guns were introduced to the game <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so and then then uh, Wayne Lapierre becomes a character in the game. Who the hell's that? He is a well now until very until very recently he was the chairman of the NRA. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is instantly the uh, what a NRA, guy. What a guy. NRA appears in uh, Westeros. Yeah, then it starts getting politics, <laughs> sports. Come LeBron James is there. Yeah, probably Amy Schumer. Who knows? Yeah, they'll they'll get Stephen Colbert and John Stewart in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll throw in Stuart Little for fun. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, that concludes our Game of Thrones yeah. talk because Ooh. this when this last season comes out, which I hear they're filming multiple endings for. Oh, that's be, to not to spoil it, which I don't know if I believe because that's a massive waste of money. Interesting. Just spoil it, like. Who cares? Um, don't look it up. You don't want to know. Um, well, it does uh, defend against Tweedles who, you know, post it, post the spoiler, like headline spoilers on Reddit and whatnot, or yeah. like uh, YouTube videos where the thumbnail is a huge spoiler. Right. Well, those people yeah. should be shot and killed by the cops. Yeah. Yes, they should. <laughs> no, no. They should be flayed like the disgusting traitors to House Bolton that they are. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but, what, uh, um, you had ooh, some games so, you were oh, mentioning, yeah. right? So, like, uh, so uh, unfortunately, I do not yet own a Nintendo Switch. Well, um, before you start, I just want to give a quick <clears throat> shout out to Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. I've been playing it nonstop. Mm -hmm. 
Oh man, is that game fucking good, addictive, and I love it. And it's my, it's my first Zelda game playing, and I feel terrible that it is because I don't think any other ones will match up to this. So <laughs> go on. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, Zelda games are cool, they're fun. Mm-hmm. It, 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 except except Skyward you? Sword, that one sucks. What Every one other that one for? Is that was for the Wii. Isn't Twilight Princess for the Wii, or is that for the Wii U? No, the Twilight Princess is also for the Wii. Okay, is there any for the Wii U specifically? Uh, that was supposed to be Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. but it just got delayed. It was released well, so, on both, actually. Correct. Um, yeah. I, I had a question about Zelda. Yeah. Like, so, like, I have the SNES Classic over there, as you know. Yeah. The a link SNES to the Classic. A link to the past. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love Link to the Past. How the hell is that? That's even my a, favorite Zelda game, actually. How is that even the same? Like the the mechanics in the game it would be nothing like breath of the wild right so uh well i mean it it i mean like the there is a big difference in mechanics f- from like 2d zelda games to 3d zelda yeah. games so like what is a 2d zelda game like is i guess my question I was like it's a god's what, eye view, the, right? Yeah, so it's a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I think, like, I would say that the spirit of Zelda is there both ways. Like, there's still that sense of adventure and exploring like, wild, untamed, undiscovered lands and crawling uh-huh. through dark, mysterious dungeons. Like, that's still there. Um, but... Like just the the basic way combat, uh, exploration, uh, puzzles work. Like basically, like how the game plays is just is totally different. It's it. It's like it's the way the game, the actual mechanics of the game from like two D to three D Zelda games is completely different. It's gotta but be like the a spirit, the jump. soul of the game is the same. Like it's got to be a bigger jump than like 2d mario games to 3d mario games right i know um, that's a pretty big jump but that's a huge jump but zelda um, games feel like such a whole different monster it's like it's like paragliding through the air it's it's like i mean really it's like i feel like they have the same soul like yeah. uh they're like i mean i feel like they they still are like belong in the same series uh-huh. but yes like there there is there are many differences interesting yeah and like I, I for example, I, I really like uh, uh, Link to the Past. Like I said, it's my favorite Zelda game. Well, you um, you also haven't played Breath of the Wild. So I have not. You're in for a treat. So like uh, one thing I really and uh, it's kind of a. I assume you don't mind if I give you a uh, moderate level spoiler for Link to the Past. I do not care in the least bit. Cool. So um, one of the things I think is like... Wait, you're going to spoil a 25-year-old game? Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> this is the Split Six podcast. <laughs> Just so, kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so like, uh, one of the things I think is uh, coolest about um, uh, Link to the Past is... Is that so? You know, you have a you have a world map, okay? Uh-huh. Um, that you know for the game that you can explore, and so there you find out at a certain point that there's your the world that you're in, and then there's also the dark world, which is like an evil, twisted, evil parody. Oh, of like the, the upside down? Yes, so yeah, sorry, like the upside down from uh, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, sort of like that. Um. And so it, it's really cool when you figure that out because it, um, it well, not only is it just double the size of the game world because there's essentially two world maps now, um, but like 
it's really really neat like when you're moving back and forth between the two worlds because maybe something that's inaccessible in one world is accessible in another world and uh, just the the way you need to like solve puzzles and like navigate the world by moving between these two like alternate realities is like so cool because like things in the dark world they're like they're recognizable like you still know okay this is where I am but it's like it's different like it's okay. re- it's really cool and sounds like, pretty progressive for a. A, a snes game oh yeah no it is fantastic and like one thing another thing i think is really cool about the dark world is that uh you 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 know link gets a magic item that makes this not affect him you know okay. in the game yeah. but people and creatures or, or people i should say people and other sentient creatures that uh um move from the light world into the dark world they assume a physical form that is reflective of who they are as a person so okay. like that's why you know ganon uh you know, can transform into that giant like pig monster thing oh. is because that's a reflection of who he is as a person. You know, right. uh, I imagine, ugly I imagine and, Donald Trump's uh, mm-hmm. transformation be very similar. Yes, <laughs> yes, very, <laughs> very similar. <laughs> and like, uh, it's funny. There's this one part in the game where you can find these people who are supposed to be like inserts for some of the game's developers, and uh, um. You have, like, one guy who, like, uh, he transforms into, like, a bouncy ball, like a rubber ball. And you can see there are, like, people in the dark world that just ran around, they're just kicking him around. And if you go and talk to him, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I first I wondered why I turned into a bouncy ball. And, you know, it, it makes sense, really, because I'm, like, always changing my mind. I'm here, and then I'm there, and then I'm just everywhere. I just can't stay still. oh man well um yeah so zelda there was there was your review of link to the past a 25 year old game freaking excellent (laughs) breath of the wild still wholeheartedly even better and sorry vince because we did distract the conversation from the games you were going to mention it's fine go ahead um so uh um, I just want to say, like, just looking at the uh, Switch and, you know, Nintendo games, like uh-huh. I say, I think Nintendo's doing a really good job of uh, um, uh, getting some quality quality titles on their new console, doing a much better job, in my opinion, than they did of this when they had the Wii U. And they're also getting some really solid indie titles as well. Like, uh, they actually, uh, um, Little Nightmares is uh, out on the Switch now, which I don't know if you've ever played Little Nightmares. No. So me and Jordan uh, played through that. Uh, it's pretty short. It's also not very expensive, so that's fair. Um, but it's just, it's, I'm not going to not gonna spoil it for you, but it's just this really neat, like, creepy, not necessarily, like, going for horror, but this really neat, like, uh, just creepy, uh, like, uh, puzzle like 3d puzzle platformer because like you're this like this little boy or little girl supposed to be androgynous uh Uh you're this little kid um who's on this it's a resort 
island for ogres so ogres go to this island for vacation and you know what do ogres like to eat small children so they have a but there's like these like these like cages and cages like warehouses full of like kidnapped children on this like uh, resort island and uh you uh escape and uh they're like and since this whole like facility is built for ogres like you're small enough to like fit into like uh kitchen cabinets and dressers and through like air vents and stuff so you're like wait you're like uh, you know you're like uh, a cat size compared to the ogres you're they're much much smaller than they are and uh uh you along with a few other escapees and some gnomes randomly uh you uh um (laughs) my girlfriend loves gnomes Oh, they're cute, aren't they? <laughs> um, like, uh, uh, you need to try and escape the Ogre Resort Island, and it's just, like, the puzzles are they are super clever, the music's great, just the, as is the whole game is this, like, pleasingly spooky ambiance to it. Like, I mean, there's, like, this one part, like, the boss fights are great, like, um... Like, uh, there's this one part where, uh, you're trying to get away from this, uh, ogre who's blind Uh and uh so there's uh there's this like wooden flooring in this room and there's carpeting on certain parts of the flooring and so you need to make sure you're always staying on the carpeting or something soft so you don't make noise like you would on the creaking of the wooden floor so you don't attract the ogre to you uh, and it's just the way you have to uh, get through this area without making noise is super clever. Like, you can turn on a TV to, like, muffle the noise of what you, something you're doing to distract it. And, and it's just a lot of, like, really clever, like, yeah. like puzzle solving like that. It's a really good game. And I'm so happy to see that's on the Switch. Oh, my gosh. And then also uh, they got, like, the... Uh, uh Mega Man Legacy Collection and the Mega Man X Legacy Collection uh Command Switch also uh which uh that that's Oh wait, fun. yeah, I'm 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 sorry. Okay. I'm I'm I've been notably distracted. I've I've got some crazy text that I will show you later. Okay. Um, but uh you talking about Mega Man? Yeah, they got the Mega Man collection and them and the Mega Man X collection. Yeah, there's one and two. I did some research on this. Mm-hmm. Um as I don't know if any of you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, after before playing Breath of the Wild, and you know, if you take away Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. my favorite game series of all time is Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Mega Man X probably being my favorite game. I just know it like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. So that's really the main reason I bought the SNES Classic and waited in line for it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Mega Man's coming out with re- like Mega Man X Collections. We, had, me and Mitchell, actually had that game for the PlayStation. Oh, cool! Um, but I don't know what happened to it. It's gone. Aww. Which I was so heartbroken because like it's kind of hard to find. I don't even have a PlayStation anyway. Yeah. But now it's coming out for the Switch. Yeah. And they're releasing a new story mode. Did you see that? No. Yeah, there's like doing this thing called like like Boss Challenge, and there's gonna be like a little story with it. Mm-hmm. And it could be a limit to like just a few like thought bubbles and whatnot. Yeah. But it's going to be like a mixture of all the bosses from like the first half, like the first, I think probably one through four and then yeah. the second half, like five through eight. Oh, that's cool. And I've never got to Mega Man X five yet. So that's good because X one through four are excellent. Dude, uh, X four is the but, only one I haven't beat. Mm. And 
it's I great because you can play as it's, it's zero. The best you play one. zero. Play zero. You can oh. play as X. It's really challenging. Yeah, the uh, music's awesome. Yeah, it's the first one that was released for a PlayStation, I believe. Correct. And uh, yeah, I remember. I get. I've got to the last boss with zero. Mm-hmm. In you can't. I don't know how to beat Sigma. Now it's going to be easy because I'm going to be able to look it up online. Oh, like you got to at least. You got to at least. Yeah, back in the day, unless you had Nintendo Power or a strategy guide, you were screwed. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's what Breath of the Wild. A lot of it's really hard. Like some of these ruins. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a thing for Link games? Like ruins? You, usually, you just call them dungeons. Dungeons. But ruin. I don't think. Or trials. They call them in this one. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna be mad at you for calling them ruins because <laughs> I mean that's what they are is actually ruins. Yeah. But like, I, I think I, dungeons is the normal term for them. I could not imagine beating like cause I do try to beat them without looking it up, but mm-hmm. like I just like got like I don't know what to do. There's nothing left to do. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, but yeah, uh, it, so Mega Man coming out with yeah, both those games. I'm yeah. it's coming out in July. You know, and we didn't even talk about Super so, Smash Brothers so yet. So actually, really quick before we go to Smash Brothers, I, I wanted I want to say, um, so yeah, so um, so unlike with Mega Man, like the primary uh-huh. series where it's like it's pretty, the quality is pretty consistent throughout. Say pretty terrible. So well, let me phrase that: the first one isn't that hot. Like I think they are all uphill from the first one. But just, like, um, it's so, but so it's it's different from X. It's so and I like not X being able more. to dash. I know That's I like the being only able to thing. slide. I, I love and and though doing the wall jump, sliding in the wall jump, mm. just like oh, so much better. Yeah. Um, so. But with the X series, so after four, there is a noticeable decline in quality. Um, so not o- so not only is just like the uh, the music gets less memorable, the levels get worse, the boss fights get worse, and to me, what sticks out most about X five and onward is the story. Oh my gosh, is this are the stories of those games terrible? Like, cause I mean, like the stories of X one through four aren't like you're not gonna win like a Pulitzer Prize or something, yeah. but like they're fun and they add to the experience. Like X five and up, they detract from the experience. Like they're just they're so emo they're so really? angsty and like they go oh, through I'm this sad. like weird There's a whole another universe i haven't explored yet they they go like i i, I pretty like to pretend like the x series hasn't advanced past four like that five and up aren't canon like <laughs> so uh, they, but, but are they, they like, played the same like oh i'm oh, say that again are they, are they still 2d platform oh yeah there's well so sort of so <laughs> um so i think it was x Seven, I think it was X Seven. That one, oh, that one. I think that one's actually the worst, in my opinion. So that one, what they they tried to quote unquote modernize the series with X Seven, and there's actually there the games in 3D. And there's actual 3D sections. There's actually sections where you're moving around in three dimensions. Like like fucking Mario 64? Yeah, or... like Mario 64, but it's freaking horrible. Like, it's absolutely Damn. horrible. You know what, Vince? Like, and then they somehow they put in some forced side-scrolling sections, too. And those are 
also horrible. <laughs> it's like they couldn't even do the like the, the 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 callbacks to the original series right. Ooh, and then like so not only is it just some of the worst 3D platforming you'll ever and shooting mechanics you'll ever see. Uh-huh. Like oh my gosh, like the story's terrible, the uh, the voice acting is terrible, the script is terrible. <laughs> like and they have this they do this uh thing where they introduce a new character named Axel and he's terrible and like so they have Mega Man you know X go through this weird like whiny like pacifist phase where he he starts complaining so much about like why are we put here but to suffer (laughs) I wish not to kill any longer sounds like Westworld yeah (laughs) and uh um if it was really terrible and uh and like so you can't even play as Mega Man for the first half of the game because he's like, Oh gotta wanna be violent. I'm anymore. too depressed to play. Exactly. Um uh well I would love to keep talking with Mega Man all day, yeah, but I know, I know, right? But we have to get to talk to Deadpool. We only have look looks like about uh ten minutes left or less. What have I done? Of of this segment. Maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um All right, so Deadpool. Deadpool two, yeah, everybody. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the spoiler section. Skip ahead five minutes if you don't feel like listening about the hour and thirty six mark. Mm-hmm. Or not that that's the end of the podcast. About the hour and five minute mark. Mm-hmm. Um uh Deadpool two events initial thoughts. So oh, so good Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I liked it more than the first. I love the first. But this one, I thought it was it was uh, it was just as funny, like maybe even a little funnier, while also having like uh, some genuinely sad moments. And like I felt a really heartfelt and not pretentious or forced moral message to it. Um, I thought it was very uplifting. What would what would you say the message was? Uh, so yeah, we can spoil stuff now. Yeah, right? yeah. So like, uh, um, I like it that part where uh, you know where Deadpool is talking to that teenager. Would you say he called himself Flame Fist or something? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he's like a teenager and he's talking to him about uh, like, hey, like I know these people are freaking awful to you, but you can't respond to people being awful to you by being awful back to them because if you do that you just justify their prejudices against you like uh and then like that's just going to make the whole thing worse it you know it'd be like just to tie it back to our little sports politics thing earlier it'd be like if someone was upset about police killing black people and so they start trying to kill police in response right it's like no like if you give into that you're just making the whole situation it's, worse it's like just like a twitter troll if you respond to a twitter troll or a facebook troll that's just saying something negative to you to get a response, you're kind of just you, like you said. You're justifying them even doing that. Otherwise, if you ignore them or do something else, you are lose losing their. their they are losing their energy. Mm-hmm. No one wants to scream at a brick wall. Yeah. No, and I, mean, I thought that was a really good brick. I thought that was a brick wall. I, was a really I good loved brick wall. that brick wall in <laughs> sorry, the movie. <laughs> no, like uh, um, I uh, um. I, uh, I I know I really I like that because I mean like that's something like uh, Gandhi talked about how like you know his rationale for discouraging uh, 
people in India from resorting to terrorism to defeat the British Empire. You know, uh-huh. like you know, saying like, "Hey, you guys, you know, start being terrorists against the British," you know, just justifies their, you know, view of you being like inferior to them. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, like I thought that was a really good message. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um. My, all right. So I just want to talk about my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um. My favorite part of the movie because it's like kind of like how i was talking earlier about tying two shows together mm-hmm. i really really wanted the show always to do something really dumb and really stupid mm-hmm. and when he assembles that team of the x-force yeah like he assembles all this 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 big team of everyone's different super and he spent a lot of time introducing them all mm-hmm. and then they go and parachute into the place yeah. go, and literally everyone dies <laughs> everyone dies and that was so <laughs> built up in all the trailers i know and like all oh, that was i was like Oh my god, that's amazing! This is so funny. And then, of course, Domino, right? Yeah, uh, we I just, think, yeah, we Domino, just met yeah. the uh, most powerful character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think. Yeah, <laughs> she's just lucky. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that how Deadpool is saying, like, you know, lucky. What kind of see that superpower is that? That's like uh, an idea that someone who can't draw feet would come up with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, not even cinematic. And as she's like doing that super awesome like parachute car chase. Yeah, yeah. I uh, thought it was so great that everyone in Banisher just <laughs> you don't even know if he's real or not. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and then like uh, uh, that you have that guy. I can't remember his name, but he's like, I'm from the planet Max Mojo, and I'm like, you Deadpool, except better in e- better than you in every way. And then he like flies down into that like helicopter. Okay. Fear number three, power. The president grabbed me. If you were some for some so. reason just tuning in to not avoid any spoilers. Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> Give us five more minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so right, go, go I, ahead, I, I do things slowly. Um, so uh, oh, he like flies down, parachutes down into the helicopter rotor blades and gets sliced up. And Deadpool's like, huh? Well, I guess we finally found something that you weren't better than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was awesome. And like, uh, um. Like, uh, Cable was really cool. Like, I love his design. And he's got the shield, and he can, like, magnetize his guns to him. Oh, looks so cool. Yeah. And, like, uh, um, I like that, that, like, right at, like, the be pretty much, like, almost at the beginning of the film, uh, you're, you know, you have, uh, Colossus, you know, the metal guy, uh, calling back to that scene at the end of Deadpool 1 where he's saying like there are only four or five moments that make real hero and Deadpool's like you're right I will kill Jared Kushner when <laughs> yeah. he shoots that guy <laughs> uh, alright so some gripes I had with the movie I just uh-huh. want to air those real mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. Go ahead. those collars uh-huh. I find that highly unrealistic and I know it's a superhero movie it's not realistic and I hate when people make fun of you for saying that but I don't feel like there's any color that could change your genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not changing cause. your genetic makeup. It's just suppressing your genes. Yeah, which is dumb. <laughs> um, um, so the whole remember the, so the movie the whole time he's like going into like these near death things. Yeah, and they're saying your heart is in the wrong place. Yeah, they missed the perfect opportunity for the last fight scene. Him to get like punched in the chest and somehow have his heart move. And oh. when he gets shot with the bullet, it just heart was in the wrong place and didn't die from that. They missed that opportunity because the, the way they resolved it with the coin, whatnot, 
kind of dumb. Well, it's in my opinion actually the the biggest missed joke of the movie was uh actually not having Deadpool make fun of the people who took their small kids to see the first one, even though it was rated R. Like, oh. they should have totally had him, like, just be there at the beginning of the film and be like, all right, now, let's go over the, uh, let's do a summary of the Motion Picture Association of America's rating system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that That was the one, like, I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> well, uh, I've skipped politics too many times recently. Yeah. We have to get so, to it. I I am sorry, like uh, that I, I like babbled too much about Megan. Oh no! So, it's but fine. so a few other things I'd want to mention real quick about Deadpool. Like uh, like I so like that that pretty much the 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 thing there I said about the uh, ratings joke. Yeah. Like I mean that was my that was my only gripe about the film. Like. I thought it was really funny. Like I really loved it. Too um, many fourth I wall love, breaks, in my so, opinion. I love fourth wall breaks. Me so too. Good. Just like, too many. Like, uh, um, I like. I love that scene where uh, he's in Professor X's mansion, and he's like, you know, why were there only two ever two of you here? It's a huge mansion. It's like the studio can't afford the rights to more than two of you. And you mm. see, there's all the X Men in the next room, and right. Beast comes and just closes the door. <laughs> Like, uh, and then, um, that, like, oh my gosh, like, uh, um, the, uh, um, and then, and then also I liked it that they were, they had the bad guys be essentially a gay conversion therapy center. Yeah. That was good. That is, I, like I, that. I guess I didn't realize that, but yeah. yeah, that's what they were. Yeah. Like that was awesome. And then, um, I also really liked, um, uh the 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 ending like oh my gosh like the oh my gosh like so the part where deadpool gets access to a time machine and he uses it he just says i'm going to go clean up the timeline and he uses it to go kill the awful version of him from that like a wolverine origins movie one of the only movies i fell asleep at the theaters during <laughs> yeah like that was awesome and then like that was super awesome that and was then like i he... watched that movie later and that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And then it was pretty bad. The, the, like, and then the, just the amount like of time they put into like making sure you know that Wolverine has claws. Like he just cuts up random stuff for no reason. <laughs> and then uh, I also and then and then then they they one up that and they show Ryan Reynolds looking at the script for Green Lantern and just looking and be like, yeah. Welcome to the big leagues. And Deadpool's there and shoots him in the head. Yeah, and it's like, all right, thanks, Canada. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're welcome, Canada. And, oh, my gosh. And then, like, uh, ah, dang it. I wish I had, like, saved more time to talk about Deadpool. But so two, two other real quick things I want to say. Like, I also really appreciated it that they made fun of Zack Snyder and Zack Snyder's terrible DC movies. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, like, like, well, uh, sorry, I'm late, honey. It's just, you know, I realized that <laughs> one of my arch rivals had a mom who had the same name as me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, that seems pretty dark. Are you from a DC film? Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. I, 
I really liked that. All right, and we're then, gonna, we're, um, all right, the last, you got the one last, last thing, thing is that I, I like it in the the closing part of the movie. You can actually see Juggernaut climbing out of the pool. Oh, he's not dead. Interesting. Was yeah. Juggernaut in a different film? Uh, he's. I mean, he's a major X Man character. Was, so I'm wasn't sure he he's in, in one of the movie. What, like X Three or something? Wasn't he? In a different I, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. All right. Well, this so. concludes uh, the talk of Deadpool. Also, the, 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 the prison truck was really cool. The prison <laughs> truck was really really cool. I like that truck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Vince. Yeah. We gotta talk about politics. Yep. And we normally start this segment every week by reading Donald Trump's tweets, which yes. we're gonna do. Yes. It's just a little bit later. And and then also at this point. Like you're you're safe to come in without spoilers for Deadpool. Yes, I don't know how you would really know that, but yeah, <laughs> if if you're somehow randomly just here, this is the place you need to be. Yeah. All right, we're gonna start with a a tweet from uh, twelve hours ago. Mm-hmm. Witch hunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what that's referring to, but there's one more in there. Okay, just gotta dig deep. Um, but um, I I know that he did just officially declare, just like Michael Scott of The Office when he declared bankruptcy, that he he wants somebody to look into the investigation that is investigated investigating him. <laughs> you know, something huh. someone who might be guilty might do. Yeah. But, you know, witch hunt. Yeah, witch hunt. It's because you're a fucking witch. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> should throw some water on him, see if he melts. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he, the way he drinks it, you <laughs> you know, he's very careful not to get on any of his skin. <laughs> yeah. That's why he purses his lips like that. <laughs> um. All right, next tweet. Uh, today on Long Island, we were all moved to be joined by the families who have suffered unthinkable heartbreak at the hands of MS-13. I was truly honored and joined again by the courageous families who are my guests at the State of the Union. Uh, I think he was supposed to put another tweet <laughs> attached to that, but he didn't. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, this, wait. No, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's MS-13 good. bad, but yeah. the reasons he is against it are... Poorly informed. Poorly informed. That's pretty... pretty, uh, let's, pretty... Get, let's, get some more, let's get some more tweets. Okay, so this is his nice this, this this most recent one. Uh, we'll be interviewed on Fox & Friends tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> you know, this, is, this does bring something I want to talk about. Yeah. And it is the propaganda wing that Fox News is... Mm-hmm. For the president, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Democratic side of things does not have a similar thing. The closest thing they have is MSNBC. Yeah, but they, you know, spend a lot of their coverage on uh, the Trump investigation and or the Russia investigation. They don't spend a lot of coverage getting out the Democratic talking points. That S- yeah, so I feel like uh, MSNBC shills for the democratic party more by what they ignore than by what they actually cover mm-hmm. as you can kind of tell i'm not really a big fan of msnbc but uh um you're right i i think that um fox is it's worse it is it is worse than msnbc uh because uh you know 
it's it it is it really is it's a a propaganda wing for these politicians you know for the republican yeah. party it creates yeah. it creates and uh reinforces talking points of mm-hmm. the republican party mm-hmm. i mean i guess whether or not you agree or disagree with them is besides the point the fact mm-hmm. is that they have this major news corporation coming out and being inherently biased towards i mean a party i disagree with but mm-hmm. especially they they clearly influence the president well it's like uh well so um i believe i believe nino told me about this um that in canada um it's uh illegal to if you're a news organization it's illegal to knowingly lie about something mm-hmm. um and uh fox uh you know wants that to change so they can you know broadcast more in canada it's it's like (laughs) it's like so it's like it's okay it's like it's okay i mean yeah if you have a a a right like a very right-leaning point of view like i i disagree like i'm you know a lot with that like with with that ideology but i would still respect them way more if they'd be honest about having a right-wing bias because they're they're really not like they really do like try to like pretend like they are an actual like legitimate Mm -hmm. uh news um organization and yes i do think it is possible to have a a non an unbiased news organization uh and you know some people say oh it's impossible to have a you know unbiased news and i I disagree with that but uh um i mean like not i don't don't think like maybe totally unbiased like well, every, because it's not well, it's, it's, like, un- it's like, unnatural for a human to mm-hmm. not in- interject their opinion mm-hmm. into things well it's like so i mean yeah like i'm not expecting you to be a robot but uh if i i feel like you if you you can like you can attempt to be you you're not just attempt like you can't if you really put your mind to it you can be deliver like a an unbiased like account of things that have happened yeah and uh and yeah you know like you said like yeah like we all have we all have opinions on things and that's that's fine but like uh um this i feel like well in addition to i think just being objectively incorrect that you can't have unbiased news um you know uh the saying that oh there's no such thing as unbiased news i think that just excuses fox's bad behavior because then they can say oh man human nature can't do unbiased news where we can we don't have to admit any bias we're good yeah i mean trump literally tweeted uh the other week that the fake news about him mm-hmm. was negative opinion. He said, there's a bunch of people who have negative opinions about me. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Okay. What <laughs> negative opinions does that? There's no way that's fake news. <laughs> yeah. That's an opinion that you're thinking. It's, which it's an which opinion. Leads, me this, yeah. leads me to this. Um, this is something I saw today and I guess I have not confirmed it and I don't think anyone even could, but Leslie Stahl asked Trump in a semi-private meeting why he's always attacking the press. His answer 
I want to demean you and discredit you so that when you do negative stories about me, no one will believe you. <laughs> and and the uh, thing is, that's working flawlessly for him. Mm-hmm. He is really good at this. Um, which and it's 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 a little, it's scary in the sense that this is our <laughs> this is the most powerful person in the world. And I don't yeah. know where his allegiances lie. Yeah, I don't he's know if he's a, well, for the American allegiance. people or so, if he's for his businesses. And oh, yeah, he's, for he's his money. not for the American people at all. Or just, like, he's just straight totally, up against Obama and like, Hillary. He's he's very he's uh, a wannabe wannabe dictator. Like I think he would love to be in the Philippines mm. or like uh, Syria or Russia right now he'd love to be an unquestioned oh, god yeah. emperor. I mean he did like, make that comment about uh like well it wouldn't China. be so bad if uh <laughs> we had uh presidencies for life here. Yeah, and I'm afraid of that happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then um um oh shoot, was I dang it. I was just going to say something to add on to that and I my like train of thought just derailed. Well, a bunch of, bunch of neurotransmitter children aren't going to see their parents tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, life's a computer gener- uh, generation. Uh, what else yeah, we're got? in the matrix. <laughs> what else you got on your list over there? So, <laughs> so, um, uh, so, so I wanted I wanted to mention how um, so Harley Davidson the uh, the motorcycle manufacturer uh-huh. um, it is uh, they're actually screwing over their employees um, they're actually announcing they're gonna do a, a large amount of layoffs and uh, um, they're actually gonna uh, in addition to just just cutting staff period they're also uh, taking a bunch of jobs and moving them to overseas, which I find to be incredibly uh, greedy and despicable, given that they just got those huge Trump corporate tax cuts. And, you know, these huge businesses, they love to complain about how, oh, you know, we would bring jobs back to America, but the mean old government makes us pay so many taxes, we just can't do it. <laughs> and and then here they get this just sweetheart, you know, tax reform bill passed that just is totally in favor of giant corporations. And like, yeah, we're still screwing our employees over. <laughs> you thought we were actually caring about our employees. Like, uh, You're mean to tell me that a big, large corporation is screwing over its employees? Yes. Like, wow. And well, and no, I, 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 I really do. I really do think that is uh, despicable that they're doing this right after giving getting these tax cuts because it is. It's it's pure greed, and it's not only is it greed, it's very short sighted greed because, like. If we, because I mean, we still haven't really like uh, recovered from the manufacturing jobs loss we experienced after the North American Free Trade Agreement. If we keep doing this, where it's because oh taxes or oh, oh AI or oh machines or whatever, like keep finding these excuses to pay people less and lay people off, and then pay them less and then lay them off, and you know pay them less, like. This is not how you create a or maintain a stable country. Like, 
sooner or later, like if this keeps up, we're going to have, well, I mean, it, well, I mean, it's already happening. I mean, that's why we have so many like angry disenfranchised people who, you know, maybe even didn't like Trump, but voted for him because they wanted to shake up the establishment because, you know, these people have been, they've been out of work for a long time. They're, uh, they see no avenue to economic recovery or improvement for their own lives or financial situations. Uh-huh. Like, uh, um, this, uh, you know, this kind of like, uh, you know, when you have someone like that who, you know, they have no, they're in a really cruddy, they're like, you've made them of a really cruddy life and they see no way that that's going to improve like that bitterness and unhappiness is going to turn into resentment and that's going to turn into anger and that anger is going to be so or it is it's so easy to exploit by wannabe dictators like trump and that's why we we really like can't allow this to continue like we need uh, you know, like protections for workers so that we are like paid like a real living wage and um you know that there there has to be some kind of there's there has to be some kind of legal protections that um can you know mandate like jobs be good paying jobs be available in the United States. Otherwise we're this country is not going to thrive. Moving forward. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've, I've, and I've said on this podcast before, um, with the advancement of AI, and mm-hmm. you know, once, especially mm-hmm. once these driverless cars become available, and mm-hmm. it takes, takes away a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's, it's not just, it's not a matter of if mandatory, uh, living wage is a thing. It's a matter of when, and whatever party introduces it, whether it be Republicans or Democrats, they're going to rule. For a long time, just like the Democrats ruled after they started Social Security and welfare and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and like another thing, actually, uh, bringing up, talking about driverless cars is that uh, you know, it like one of the biggest advocates of driverless car technology is actually it's uh, shipping companies because they don't want to have to pay truckers anymore. Right. Um, and the thing is, like. Not only would uh, getting rid of truckers, that'd be a whole new, like, demographic of, you know, unemployed or underemployed, disenfranchised, Mm -hmm. bitter people. Like, that also takes out all the, like, support services, the cottage industries that support them, like motels and, you know, uh, Fast uh, fast food restaurants. Uh, I'm sure there'd be less gas stations uh, if you had like an AI driving the car. Yeah. You know, if you like take out those, that's all. That's also more people who are out of work. And like I just said, given that we haven't even really like uh, gotten jobs for those people who lost their job, manufacturing jobs after NAFTA, mm-hmm. like uh, that, like uh, um, I mean, I really think that would be very about trying to sound too like alarmist i think that'd be really dangerous for this country because you know when you like i said when you have large amounts of people who are disenfranchised and have been they have been screwed over like they're gonna become angry at some point 
and uh, that uh, anger is going to be it's going to be easy to exploit by people like Trump. Like that's just that is not good for this country. And then also it should be noted that, uh, um, you know, the uh, I believe it was the uh, um, I saw this uh, story from the uh, the Young Turks on how uh, the CIA is uh, looking into how to uh, hack into uh, a remote like driverless car and take it over and have the car crash to uh, kill the passengers mm-hmm. as a way to assassinate people. Um, you know, uh, so I'm not, like, I feel like there's, there's a lot of negatives that could come with driverless cars. Um, and me personally, I don't see a lot of positives. Like I don't see how this is going to help help me and you uh i i can tell you a lot um go ahead and it it it, it uh it all stems from the massive amount of deaths we have mm-hmm. per year from car and auto accidents um and with driverless cars mm-hmm. assuming it's i mean it's, it will take a while to get there but the more driverless cars you have out there the less deaths you're going to have just mm-hmm. to, just statistically like you know I, mm-hmm. I the hacking thing like yeah there's there's gotta be there's gotta be uh firewalls against that and like you know safeguards but um if you have everyone being a driverless car there would be if every car in the world was driverless and ever connected to like a grid there'd be no deaths from auto accidents which would be so many lives a year saved so that's not true actually what because that there would be no deaths if everyone was in a driverless car because okay. as I think anyone who's used technology or a computer ever can mm-hmm. tell you that, you know, tech is not 100% dependable. Computers, things, they glitch. Uh, they can malfunction. Uh-huh. And, you know, yes, it's only been one or two instances so far, but driverless cars have gotten in car crashes they have run over and killed pedestrians. Guess, it has I guess, happened. I guess when and I say like, if like if we sorry, I have to get off real quick. Like so, and if we were to replace all driver cars with driverless cars, there would still be car crashes and fatalities. Um, but I imagine probably the similar amount to what we get now with driver cars. It'd I just be the highly, fault of highly like, malfunctioning like AI rather than of the drivers. I think it'd be much, much less. I, I disagree entirely. I think it'd be much less likely that an AI mm-hmm. malfunctions than a human malfunctions or does something like drive drunk or drive while texting. Well, actually, did you know that most car accidents happen uh are done can are actually happen with sober drivers on oh, clear I'm weather sure. days and i'm sure more and i'm sure it's a lot to do with the fact that most people don't drive drunk and most people uh well, don't drive during terrible weather it's it's more to do with that people who are driving on like uh when they're sober and in good weather uh get bored yeah, and they tension. get distracted yeah, yeah I, I I believe that. I think I've, I mean I don't and, know if this and, is true at all. We'll, Somebody has told me a story mm-hmm. before that, or not a story, like um, I guess a fact that mm-hmm. I have not personally confirmed mm-hmm. that like driving with one beer, you're safer 
like after drinking one beer, it's safer than driving without drinking beer because you're inherently afraid of getting pulled over. So you're paying super close attention. That that which, would make sense. Which would yeah uh, dive into the theory that you just yeah. posed. Yeah, no, that, I think that would make sense. And well, I mean, like, so is the thing. It's like you know you have to you have to remember like so right now like driverless cars it's happening in a pretty very limited like a very mm-hmm. the, these tests they they're live tests yes but I mean like these live tests happening it's a very small tiny tiny percentage mm-hmm. of the people who are of actual cars yeah. moving around their driverless and there's cars one now. recorded and, death oh uh, no more than one that's not what i've heard but uh, so i think so like right now i know i know of at least two uh-huh. um but i mean if there's already two if such a sm- really tiny percentage of driverless cars on the road like just naturally as more driverless cars would uh become prolific that amount of people who would be killed by them is going to increase well i think like the one at least the one person i know that was killed was a person walking across the street Mm -hmm. and it was a reaction from the driver or the like the like, cause they when they do these tests, the mm-hmm. dri- cars drive themselves, but they have a person there. That can yeah, there's control. a te- there's a person there who can take control. Yes, and yeah. it, I, th- I from what I heard, and maybe I I could be wrong. I mm-hmm. heard like he got scared, did something wrong, mm-hmm. and ended up killing the pedestrian. So, huh, when I heard that, when I read that uh, article about that instance where they killed the pedestrian, mm-hmm. like I did, there was no mention of that. I mean, I could be wrong, but um. Like also another, but I another never one, am. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the the other one where it was an actual car crash. Like it was the fault of the AI because uh, in that instance it was uh, the the driver the per or the the tester whatever whatever they're called. Like the person who was in the the AI uh-huh. run car. So one of the you know one of the big ad like advertisements that AI driven cars is hey you can do all this other st- excuse me <laughs> sound like Rick there. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all this other stuff, you know, while you're driving from place to place. You can watch a movie or do homework or talk to people or whatever. Like this person was, they were actually watching a Harry Potter movie while the car was driving, and for a, a, some reason, sure. the AI did not register that a tractor was on the road in front of them, and it crashed into the tractor. Uh, I have to look that up, but uh, I'm pretty sure that right, at least right now, driverless cars, because they already have some going out there, like some kind of cruise control that you don't have to do anything with. Mm-hmm. But they do always say, like, keep your eye on the road and keep your focus, which so, you know, is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. What's the point of a driverless car if you have to pay attention? Why don't you just drive? Exactly, which <laughs> but, is one more reason why I think driverless cars, uh, I'm yet to be convinced that they're a good idea. I'm not saying, I guess, I, I no, I do think they're a good idea. I think it's just gonna it's gonna take time to implement and take time to get everyone on board and you know also like it's gonna it's not like it's gonna happen tomorrow it's gonna happen over like yeah a decade or two oh yeah and it's technology like, mm-hmm. is already advancing at a pace mm-hmm. we can't even fathom mm-hmm. you know once they get quantum computing mm-hmm. we're all dead <laughs> you, do you watch black mirror i don't mm. well yeah we're all it's dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upload so, me to the cloud. I just want to be a computer program. You can have my body. Yeah. So uh, how much time do we have left? 30 seconds. Really? I think so. Wait, really? Wow. 
Um, I think the background music about to start playing. Okay, cool. Well, uh, uh, that was that was actually that was, that was really fun. I really enjoyed uh, talking about that. We didn't even even get through all the things I wanted to talk about. Dang. Uh, you got uh, ten seconds. What other things did you want to talk about? Uh, so uh, apparently the United States' army is using so many bombs with its wars, uh, various wars we're in, that we're actually using more bombs than we can produce and China is actually where we buy most of our bombs from so just an interesting little thing of our coming trade war between us and China alright you yeah. heard it here first everybody uh, thank you for listening to the split six podcast the podcast where we split a six pack and talk about three different topics you do for the course of one beer Vince is there anything you want to plug any any social media you want people to follow you on any uh, anything you want people to know um, huh, I don't know. I guess uh, um, Jim Sterling on YouTube, like really good YouTuber, talks about how like video game corporations can be really, really, really cruddy and very pro-consumer in terms of video games. I right. heartily recommend you check him out. All right, check out him. Follow me on Twitter at Nick Wagella. Follow me on Facebook at Split Six Media. Follow me on Instagram at N Wagella. Any last words? Uh, so thanks for having me on, Nick. This was really fun. We will have you on again, Vince, I'm sure, once your schedule opens up. And remember, it's more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than for somebody else to listen to what you're saying. Thank you for splitting six with us. Hallelujah.